0: Hi there, this is Alana Terry, and today we are going to be chatting about ways that have been scientifically proven to increase your creativity. So of course, as authors, we're always looking for ways to, if not only be more creative, like some of us are creative to begin with, right, but to nurture our creativity and to support our creativity. So I'm going to assume that you're already a creative person, but that doesn't mean there are things that that you can do that won't make you more creative. So these ideas come from an audiobook I got from The Great Courses, and it's called Outsmart Yourself, Brain-Based Strategies to a Better You. And there's an entire uh, lecture in this course on scientific methods that have been shown in clinical research to increase creativity. So let's geek out over science for a little bit. One of the cool things they do is actually find ways to quantify creativity. Because when you think about it, that's not something like your heart rate, right? You can say 10 foods that are going to improve your blood pressure and you can measure that. You can't say 10 foods that are going to, you know, quantifiably double your creativity because that's really hard to measure. So researchers come up with some fun workarounds to actually measure creativity. So one of these is the remote association test where the researcher will give you three or four words, and they're all connected in a way, but the way is not very obvious to begin with. That's one of the kind of classic tests for creativity, and, and that has to do with how well can you think outside of the box to make connections that aren't Easily apparent. Another one that they will often use in these research studies is the alternate uses. So it'll be something like, here's a paperclip. How many things can you think of that I can do with this paperclip? And they can give you a time frame and see how many ideas you come up with in that time frame. This isn't in the lecture. This is just something that I took away from this. I think that's why, like as authors, we should never feel guilty if we're taking time out to do some of those party games like Taboo or games that just get you thinking quickly, making associations, because I feel like that's really good practice. So again, if creativity is something that can be measured and quantified, it's also something that can be practiced and improved on. But I'll get back to the lecture now. And They talk about several studies where they will run participants through some of these tests to measure creativity. And they'll do it a couple ways. Either they will compare that group to a control group. So we'll talk in a minute about how music can impact your creativity. The way they do that is they have this song playing for this group and that song playing for that group. And they compare their scores in some of these creative tests that they have come up with. The other way you can do it is comparing you to you. So a very classic creativity study shows that walking really increases your creativity. And the way they do this is they start with the alternate use test. How many uses can you think up for a shoe or something random like that? They measure your Your answers and then what they do is they tell you to take a walk and then you come back and do a similar test and they can compare your beginning scores to your end scores and of course they have all kinds of other controls and and things to make sure that the data is really good and really pure but they're able to say hey go in on a walk makes you more creative. And so that is actually one of the takeaways from the lecture. We've talked about it before. We talk about this every so often. It comes up in the Successful Writer podcast and things like that, how it is important to be taking care of our physical health because our physical health is connected to our mental health, which is connected to our creative process. If your body's sick, you're not going to have the energy to throw into your books like you want to. So we all know exercise is good for us, but a lot of us feel shamed about that or feel like we don't have time even though we think we should. So here's just one more reason. If exercising for the sake of being healthier doesn't motivate you, it's possible that exercising for the sake of being more creative can become a motivation for you. And so I'd encourage you to go and look at that. Uh, They call it the Stanford walking study. That one's a pretty common one. I've heard about that one in probably a dozen different places not just the the great courses uh there were quite a few new studies though in the great courses lectures that i had not heard of before so one of them was how music will increase your creativity and i won't give you the entire um exactly how they did the study although it's interesting but I'll give you the takeaway, and that is that upbeat music helps you in kind of the broad thinking, like the problem solving, coming up with creative solutions, and kind of sad, minor key, slower music actually helps you to focus and narrow in on one thing. So. Pay attention to the way that music does impact you while you're working. Maybe you're not going to, I mean, the the biggest takeaway, if you wanted to go exactly by what these people say, is you'll listen to kind of that jazzy, upbeat music when you're getting ready to write your first draft and doing the brainstorming and the outline. And then when it's time to do the first draft, you'll put on something slow and a minor key that feels kind of sad, and that's gonna help you be the laser focused, right? might not work for you. You might not like anything in minor sad keys. but I would encourage you to pay attention to kind of the soundtrack of your day. Not all of us have music playing all the time, but I do know a lot of us will put on music for background noise or white noise, or sometimes music really can help us focus. I've got one soundtrack that I put on when I write first drafts and I don't play that soundtrack for anything else. And for those of you who know me, you'll get a little chuckle. It's an hour-long instrumental Marvel soundtrack. So it's, you know, the themes from several of the different Marvel movies in symphonic form and an hour-long soundtrack. I have made that my first draft soundtrack. It blocks out some of the noise from the house. It cues my brain, hey, it's time to get to work and for sure music can be energizing right so think about just the kind of music that gets you feeling upbeat and feeling like you want to dance even if you're not going to dance and sometimes you can use those kinds of soundtracks to get yourself in a motivated mood right um, you get ready for your writing day while the the rocky balboa he's running up the step soundtrack is playing something like that And then the other thing that I know of that writers do and can be really successful in is to create different soundtracks for different stories. So maybe you've got a story where there's a lot of suspense and you come up with an entire suspense soundtrack, or maybe you're doing a love story and you find, you know, pop love songs that kind of take them through the arc of their relationship. There are different ways, but think about it. Think about like, what's one way? that you might be able to use music to get yourself into the right writing mindset or even into the mindset of your characters, right? What would be this character's soundtrack right now? And maybe you put that on. I know if I'm going to do like a very romantic scene, sometimes I'll just throw on a love song or two beforehand. I don't write well when there's songs with lyrics. And so I wouldn't want to be like typing to a love song, but playing it beforehand to kind of get myself into that mood can be really, really effective. There are also studies that have shown that the better mood you're in, the more creative you are. This feels intuitive to us most of the time. Most of us are gonna have our best writing days on days where we're feeling good, life is working out pretty okay. And for most of us, it could be a lot harder if we're really tired or really depressed or really stressed out. You could say, I don't have the energy to do this for myself, But I know that my creativity is going to be boosted by my doing this. It's going to help my readers. It's going to help me write better books. You can even maybe even do it for your characters, right? If you're a novelist, maybe you don't have the energy to take care of yourself on your behalf. So you decide that you're going to take care of yourself because your characters need you to keep on writing their stories. And you know that when you are in good health, then you can write their stories better. One more of the things that was clinically proven to increase creativity was procrastination or an incubation period. So I'm not talking about the procrastination that leaves you feeling ashamed and guilty and like you're a lazy person. I'm talking about you're in the middle of an intense scene or you're stuck on a plot point and you decide to step away from your manuscript, give it a little bit of time to incubate, and when you come back to it, you know exactly where that book is going next. So please remember to always include time in your day, in your production calendar for the white space that you need. Some people need way more white space than others, but that white space allows us to let questions and ideas Percolate. And for some of us, we do ourselves a huge disservice if we don't give ourselves enough margin space. Maybe for you, it means that after you finish a book, you have a non negotiable week long where you're not going to write anything yet, right? Maybe you focus that week on the admin stuff or the marketing stuff, or maybe you just take it easy and, and, you know, go on more walks or something, but you deliberately include that in your production calendar because you know that's where the ideas come like i said some people need more white space some need less but be mindful of how much white space is optimal for your creativity and don't feel bad for the times where you decide to step away from the manuscript to let those ideas percolate because you're going to come back more able to write something amazing than you would if if you just were to plow through it. Okay, sometimes we plow through it, but sometimes we step back and allow our brain kind of the the release of tension, and we just let the ideas come in their time. We don't always have to force it really, really hard. All right, so those are some ideas of ways to increase your creativity, and I hope that was helpful.